Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Real Estate Investing Podcast. It's your host, Ellis Hammond. And today we have a former military member whose life has been changed by land investing. Uh, great guy here. Looking forward to hearing his story. Brent Bowers, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Ellis. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing with Kingdom REI. And uh, I'm blessed to be on the show. That's for sure. I'm honored. Dude, tell our audience a little bit kind of where you're based out of right now. Where, 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 are, you, where are you located? I currently live in Florida. We moved out here about a year and a half ago to be closer to family. Uh, both my wife's parents and my parents are close by. Thank God. We were doing this. A <laughs> How many we kids do you have? Three kids. We were raising three kids alone. Uh, we kind of moved out to the middle of nowhere in Colorado after I got out of the military. We bought 58 acres and a 4,000 square foot house. And I'm telling you, like, we were just unbelievably blessed. However, it is hard to raise three kids without grandparents. So the, we had the, the, I mean, really my wife felt more of the Lord's calling to move back to Florida. And I was like, Hey, I love Florida. Let's do it. Just things just started working out. Everything was just kind of, you know, the seas were parting for us to, to make that happen. So we're kind of getting settled in still in the new house. It's been about a year and a half, just enjoying life. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah, we're out here on the island of San Diego, so I'm I'm envious of of all the childcare that you guys, uh, you guys get with the grandparents being there. But so listen, man, you got a buffalo in your background, you got too good of an accent to or rhino. I thought it was a buffalo, a rhino. So you're not from Florida, though, right? I mean, where'd you, you know, t tell us, kind of bring us into your story a little bit. Yeah, I'm actually from o Okeechobee, Florida. Uh, the accent, I guess, is coming out a little bit. Okeechobee. Our biggest driver of uh, economics is feeder calves, so the cattle business. I personally was never in the cattle business. Well, I guess I, my family, my father and my grandfather, my great-grandpa, they were dairy farmers. I am not. I've never worked a cow or never never milked a cow, none of that stuff. But uh, I guess the accent comes honestly. But uh, from Okeechobee, Florida. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, I, I want to get in your story today. I know you have a really powerful story of, you know, serving in the military and really seeking to figure out how do you get financial freedom and spend more time with your family uh, and really found that through land investing, which I find to be really interesting. You know, we, I, don't, I don't know how we get cash flow from land investing, but we're going to find out today uh, of, how, of how you've done that. And so, dude, let me just start with praying for us, man, and then we'll jump in if that's cool. Yes, sir. Father in heaven, we thank you. Uh, thank you for stories like Brent. Thank you that you've called him to yourself, that he has a relationship with you, and that you've given him wisdom. You've given him um, authority to, to really come and take ground for your kingdom's sake. And I pray, God, that today you would take ground in the hearts and minds of our listeners, for those who are listening. Um, uh, provide wisdom, supernatural wisdom, God, that we may better serve you, um, come to know you more, and, God, and be used. Be used as kingdom real estate investors for your name's sake. And I lift this up. In Christ's name, amen. 
Uh, brother, let's get into this. So, Army officer over eight years of ser- service. If you guys, uh, if we haven't read his bio yet, he started, you know, kind of dabbling in two thousand seven, right? You got your first home. So, so walk, talk, you know, walk me back, man. What was life like in two thousand seven? Were you, you were currently serving in the army back then? Yeah. So, well, no, two thousand seven. I was not in the military. I had just got my real estate license. And I wanted to be a real estate investor. And I started, I bought that first rental property. Me and my first wife, we moved to the coast right after that to West Palm Beach, Florida, where I was going to hit the ground running with my real estate license in 2008 happened for me. uh, And Mm -hmm. I was getting my teeth kicked in. Mm -hmm. So I ended up joining the military in in 2009, uh, did basic training, then AIT, was separated from my, my wife for least six months and then we were moved to germany right after that and then we were together for another three months in germany while i was training for my first combat deployment and i was gone for a year back home for a year training again and then gone for another year uh so it was on and off crazy deployments back to back every year and that's was really really tough on a marriage and ultimately we we did not make it through that Mm -hmm. And in 2013, I got called back to the United States to be to go to school, to go to college, which was my ultimate plan for joining the military because I needed to reset. And I started back in real estate. I started house hacking. I was a single guy. Um, I bought the, the the house right next to the college, started started renting out the rooms, was making money doing that and got into rentals and then started wholesaling houses to pay for college courses Wow! Uh, because the army didn't tell me they weren't going to pay for the college courses. They only paid for some of them. I chose a private school to be closer to home in Melbourne, Florida. And I had to go through the ROTC program to be an officer. I went from enlisted to officer and uh, met my wife now, Emily. uh, And we were, I was wholesaling houses. And then 2015, we moved to Colorado got pregnant and had that first baby in 2016. We weren't wasting time. That's for sure. (laughs) I said, you know what? I'm out of the military. I'm not going to let history repeat itself. I'm motivated by away from pain, not towards pleasure. So I was scared to death. I was going to lose another wife. That was the hardest thing in my life to happen to me. And I said, you know what? We got to figure out something that we can build a financial fortress around our family that nothing will ever get through. And I was listening to podcasts and just searching for education, kind of like the Kingdom REI podcast. And I heard about a guy flipping vacant land and doubling his money overnight. And I was like, that I want more of that. And I just started taking massive, imperfect action. Call it faith. I don't know what it was, but I felt the drive to just, just keep doing it. And I just started flipping land and figured out my way as I went and made a bunch of mistakes. And that the rest is history. First of all, bro, you got to send me one of them shirts. That's a cool shirt. You got yes. You got a great shirt on. It just says land. I will. I got a whole box. My assistant's got a whole box full of them. So give me your address and I'll send you one. Yeah. Yeah. Have your sister reach out, man. I'll send you my address. That's great. So this is your business model today, Brent, is still flipping land or do you do anything more with it? Talk us through your business model today. I'm a lazy land flipper. I don't do anything to it. Now, granted, I've got a couple passion projects. I've teamed up with a guy we build houses on 
some of them, not very many. I mean, one out of every 100 I might touch. Um, me and my father buy and sell land together where he's uh, living. And, you know, he was like, hey, let's clear this lot. Maybe we could sell it faster. And I said, nope, we're not touching it. Well, let me back up. I called my realtor, said, hey, is this going to help? He said, no, don't touch it. And I called my dad, said, no, we're not touching it. <laughs> we don't really do anything to them. We buy them and sell them as they are. But here's the main thing. We get them at a discount. We go fishing. That's it. 99 out of 100 people are not going to sell their land to us at a discount. So how do I get in front of more landowners and make more offers? I send them very specific purchase agreements. And these purchase agreements basically say, here's the price I can pay for your land. Sign it and send it back to me, whether you want to fax it, email it, or whatever. We call them land offer letters or LOLs. If anybody wants an LOL, my land offer letter that I use, go to the landsharks.com forward slash LOL. And that's a shark, by the way. That's Yeah, I was wondering, like, bro, why is there a shark on your shirt that says land? But now you just yeah. now you just answered it. So I got it. So you're telling me, so your whole business model is essentially taking fees for flipping land. So here, here's what I, like, how, how do you get these sellers to come off, like, yeah, I mean, walk me through your acquisition process, man. So, like, folks who are listening, what's what's your secret sauce? I mean, that's why I came on the show to, I guess, you know, to get to get the secret sauce. So, walk us through let that. Me, let me break it down, and let me just tell you the answer. There is no secret sauce. It is mm -hmm. just putting in the work. Um, I might make this sound easy, but it does take work. It takes consistent effort. Um, last night, I I needed to get a mailing out um, that me and my father were doing. And I was sitting there cross-eyed looking at the computer at 9.30 last night. So I didn't want to do it, but I was like, I need, like, sometimes we'll do more things for someone else than, than ourselves. And because my dad asked me last week, he's like, did you get that mailing out? And I felt bad telling him no. So I had to put in the work last night. So it takes work. There's no secret. And 99 out of 100 people are not going to sell you their land at a discount. You can never, ever talk someone into parting ways with something that they're not motivated to get rid of. So these are motivated sellers. They they want speed, they want convenience. It's like, why does someone take a Rolex or a gun and pawn it at pawn shops? That's all we are is a pawn shop for land. So we, we provide that speed and convenience. So how do I do it? Let's break it down. I wanna go to where the land is in demand. So I recommend starting out with about, about a two to two and a half hour radius of where you currently live. That makes it the easiest. So let's just, you said you live in San Diego, right? I think that's heard what, what I heard you say. So let's go to Redfin, put in San Diego, California. And then the next thing you want to do, this is Redfin. Next thing you want to do is go to all filters, click that all filters. And then I want you to click the sold, sold tab. And then I want you to scroll down a little bit and select land and then scroll down a little bit more and go to the past one month, 30 days. And then what I, next step, I want you to go and X out that San Diego to where you're looking at the map. And I want you to zoom out just a little bit and see if you can find clusters of solds, clusters of red dots where land has sold. That's where the areas are in demand. And then once you find a cluster where there's more, like almost like a more of a pattern or a, a bead or, you know, you're shooting your gun and you want to hit the bullseye, that's what you're looking for. And then I want you to click on every single one of those. I want you to write down the price. You can use Excel spreadsheet, way easier to do that. Write down the price and how big it is, whether it's square foot or acres. And then there's one more thing. Scroll down a little bit more and see who listed that land. 
and who it was bought by. That's the listing agent and the buyer's agent because that's going to tell you who the smartest real estate agent is in that area on land. It's the land specialist realtor. So once you click on all those, you're going to know the land size that's in demand as well as the price per square foot or the mm. price per acre in that area. So now you know what the stuff's selling for. You know where the demand's at and you know what size parcels in demand. Well, the next step, you want to go to like list source or prop stream. What do you guys use in your real estate business? Uh, data pooler. We, yeah, we actually mostly use CoStar. We use broker, honestly, softwares from the brokers that they get access to. So in the large multifamily space, we're not really going off market like you would maybe in this type of process. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, with the, with a lot of these brokerages that you can pull lists through the, the title company as well, mm -hmm. Agent Pro 247, Title mm -hmm. Pro 247. So if you have a subscription already, use that. I love PropStream. Um, if anybody's looking for a you know, seven-day free trial to PropStream, just go to the landsharkslist.com. But once you go to PropStream, that's the list pooler. That's how we pull a list of vacant landowners. Well, when you go back to Redfin and you see where that land is in demand, I want you to look at what streets that's in or the, the neighborhood and then go to PropStream and draw like a rectangle or a polygon or a circle around that area. And then I want you to pull the vacant raw land in that area. And also, let's just say that the in-demand lot size was 6,000 square foot to 14,000 square foot. We'll pull that lot size, all those landowners, and you're going to get a list of landowners that own that land that's in demand and you know exactly what to offer them with that land offer letter and mail those bad boys out. And I, I recommend mailing 50 or 60 a day and being consistent about it. Mail them six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And you will, it's like going fishing. You will eventually get someone that signs that thing and sends it back at a discount. Well, what, what, what kind of discount do you send it out at? Like, you just got to figure out what you want to make. Like, I prefer to do about $10,000 per land deal. So if the land's all going for $100,000 on average per lot from 6,000 square foot to 14,000 square foot, let's just say I want to make 10 grand. So, all right, it's worth 100. So that means I need to offer 90, right? Well, what about the realtor that's going to help me sell it? All right, so figure 6% on that. So now I need to offer, I need to subtract another $6,000. Yeah, you're kind of so working we're, backwards. So let me ask you this you though. So if you're sending 50, 60 out a, a week or a day, let's say, you, you know, and those are different offers on different plots of land, but you're sending a, a, a what you call an LOL, a, um, you know, a letter of like, hey, they signed this. You guys are now under kind of a binding contract, right? This is more than an LOI. How do you, are you just saying, because I know what the square footage, I'm just essentially offering kind of the price per square foot, but you get my question here of how are you actually, you know, determining price to be able to send that many offers so that when they sign, you're ready to go do, you're ready to go do the deal. Yeah. And it's keeping it micro again, it's that neighborhood. And I generally try and keep it way smaller on the square foot. So, okay, today we're going to mail the 5,000 square foot lots in that neighborhood. Tomorrow, we're going to mail the 6,000 square foot lots because the 5,000 square foot lots, they trade for $1.25 a square foot. The 6,000 square foot lots trade for $1.16 a square foot. So it's way easier to micro that down. And, you know, also, okay, maybe there's a lake 
they dug a lake, aka a small pond, and those pond lots, they go for 139 a square foot. So you need to know those, and it's way easier to price it when you do it micro mailings. And now there's software programs that help me. I use a program called Pebble that, I mean, I can send 1,500 letters in three minutes. Um, I didn't start that way though. I started. So are you, you're not individually kind of coming up with prices on these lots. You're kind of generalizing your price. Is that what I'm hearing? You got it, Ellis. Dude. So, okay. So if you're listening, you're like, okay, this is a cool strategy, man. So here, here's what I'm thinking. And not that we're going to get into land. Maybe people listen, they want to get in land guys, go check, go check his program out. I think it sounds really cool, but like, okay, let's say we're thinking about moving, right. And we're going to move to a certain area and we want to develop a house or we want to buy some land to develop. Right. I mean, you could take this same strategy and go into your market that you're about to move into, figure out the and essentially go and try and find your own your own land lot this way. I mean, this is this could work. You know, if if you have this strategy, you know, you might you don't want to do this as a business, maybe. But, hey, I just want to go find some discounted land we can build on. Right. Tell me about this contract, how binding it is for a strategy like that. Uh, I want to hear more about that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we have a guy named Wave. He, he's uh, he's taking a break with land investing, but he's moving to Texas, and he's mailing a couple counties looking for him, him and his wife's parcel of land, five acres. They want this, that, and the other. So he's mailing those specific parcels of land and making offers, and he's going to have it before he knows it. But that binding, that that purchase agreement, you want to reach out to a real estate attorney in your state or the area you're mailing in to make sure you're covering all your, you know, crossing your T's and dot in your eyes and making sure you're not getting yourself into a binding contract. I don't sign these. I don't date them. And I also give the receiver, the landowner, a specific date when they have to sign it by that. Those are a couple of things that my attorney has recommended I do. So I'm not binding myself into a purchase agreement. I see you're not putting your signature on it up front. They sign, send it back to you, and then you can kind of sign if you want to, you want to execute on it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. That's, that's sharp. I like that a lot. So, um, man, I had a great question I wanted to ask you. So, okay. So you're, are are you essentially sitting in the position of a wholesale? Like you don't close, you don't close the deal or do you do like a double close? Talk me through kind of your, your model of how you actually get out of this, this contract and sell it. Yeah. There's so many different ways to do it, but I do it. I do it three ways. Sometimes I will sign the contract. I'll get that parcel under contract at, let's just say, let's keep going. You know, I offered 74 cents on the dollar. I've got this purchase agreement. Now I'm under contract on this land. It's worth a hundred. I got it for 74,000. Well, I know that wave is looking for that five acres. Hey, hey wave, here we go. I'll sell it to you for 84,000. So I get the assignment uh, fee. It's a $10,000 difference of what I have it under contract or I can buy it and just flip it with a real estate agent. That one I would close on. I'll borrow from mother-in-law or partner with a friend that's got their IRA doing nothing on, uh, or I'll use my own cash. And then three, my preferred method, this is what's given me financial freedom. This is the this is the part about land that no one thinks about. And there's a reason why there's virtually no competition in this business is cash flow. People don't realize they can get they can get cash flow on land. There's so many different ways, but I'm only talking about one. That is by me getting that parcel of land under contract. Let's just say that I got that hundred thousand dollar parcel under contract for forty thousand. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it for forty thousand. It's worth a hundred. I've got a buyer that's ready to give me a down payment 
and a documentation fee for let's just say ten thousand. I'm going to seller finance it to him for a hundred thousand. I'm buying it for forty. I'm selling it for a hundred. So I'm going to turn that forty thousand into a hundred plus interest. So he's going to give me a down payment of ten thousand, a doc fee of seven hundred bucks, and then he's going to give me monthly payments for the next. 10, 20, or 30 years. And here's the thing about 30-year mortgages, like most people don't think about. If you look at the, a $200,000 mortgage at 6% interest, and you pay that thing back over 30 years, you're paying back over $430,000. It's compounding interest on the balance that's still owed. It's not really 6% interest. It's 6% per annum. And that's powerful. Sometimes we collect more in interest than actually the sales price on the mm -hmm. land. And why would that next seller or next buyer want a seller finance deal? Because they're going to develop on it. They don't want to like, tell me, tell me typically the mindset of someone that you're going to own or finance a deal to. That's a really good question because I'll use an example of a lot that my father's about to sell to the lady next door that's been mowing it for 10 years. She's been mowing this piece of land for 10 years. And here's the cool thing. My dad got four parcels. He's selling three right now in the process to a contractor that's going to be building three spec homes and he's buying them for a total of, of uh, 45,000. So those three, 15, 30, 45, he's selling each one for 15,000 each. And he keeps the fourth one, the fourth one for free. Hmm. Now he has a, a paid for piece of land. Well, the neighbor was going to go to the bank and see if she can get a $20,000 loan. Cause they're worth, they're worth more than 20,000. The neighbor's going to go to the bank and my dad says, look, I'll be the bank for you. How much can you put down and how much can you afford each month? So that buyer is so happy because she doesn't have to go and through, jump through hoops with a bank and she wasn't going to qualify anyways because most banks won't lend on land. So that's the mindset is, okay, I'd rather just give this guy 12% interest or 9% interest than go and get a bank loan because the bank's going to make me come up with 50% down at a minimum. And they're going to also charge me about 8% interest plus origination fees. Right. Is that, man, that's good. That's good stuff. I like that a lot. So essentially the three ways to, to uh, or one of the ways you're talking about cash flowing on land, just to repeat that is essentially you acquire the land and then at a discount, of course, and then you enter into a contract with someone else who's going to pay more than you and you essentially become the bank where your owner financing that plot of land of a, a, a payment, but you structure your own seller financing terms for 10, 20, 30 years. And now you're getting, you know, you're going to get paid back. I mean, heck, if you're buying it, that type of discount, you'll probably get your money back in five or six years. And now, and now you're just cash flowing kind of net even after that, right? Or you're, 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 it's that the, the house is money after that. Absolutely. So true. And sometimes I can get a down payment on my smaller lots, the ones that I'm buying for uh, six, seven thousand, and selling for twenty-one thousand because that's what they're worth. I'm never selling these for more than what they're worth. I just get way more than what they're worth because of the seller financing and the interest, and I'm able to sell it faster because Americans think, and how much is it going to cost me each month? Like, there's trucks now that cost a hundred thousand dollars. You think they're flopping a hundred grand on the counter and just walking out with these dualies? No. They are financing it for the next 84 months at $1,100, $1,500 a month. So Americans thinking, how much is this going to cost me each month? So going right. back to the purchase price of five or six or 7000 and selling it for $21,000, i have done so many deals where 
I'm, I made the buyer have to come up with $7,000 so I can get my money back out of the deal. Yeah. yeah. And now it's pure profit. It's pure cash. It's like printing money. Dude, how many deals are you doing a year right now? What do you do? Like, how many of these are you doing? I'm trying to do less deals. I had, I have a team. I have a very small team. We have an acquisition manager and a land sales specialist. Um, we've did done this last year. We were doing about nine sales a week. We're trying to do way less now, like, but actually bigger, more like higher netting deals. Yeah. We've got 79 land notes paying us each month. And it's about 18 grand a month coming in in payments. Wow. Um, that's if we don't flip any or wholesale or assign some areas. If we do, if we sit in the right purchase agreement and have the right verbiage and the right realtor, I don't even have to buy these. I can actually put them on the MLS as long as the seller's cool with it. And as long as the broker's cool with it, we can sometimes sell these parcels of land that we have under contract without even purchasing them. So that's a fourth way. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just crazy. Like the, the land, there's like, you can get as creative as you'd like, as long as it's legal. Yeah. I love this, man. Well, let me ask you this, dude. Like as a, like, tell me what this has done for you, for your family as a man of God, as one who's leading this family. Like talk to me about what, what this means for you now and, and, and kind of where, you know, how you're getting creative as, you know, as a follower of Jesus and, and what this looks like for you, man. And, and this may be as simple as, Hey, I, I, I'm present with my family. My marriage is in great health, but yeah. what has this done for you, man, to have an outlet like this? It's given me freedom time freedom because of those payments and and i'll tell you i'm now in reset mode remember i said we're trying to do less deals and it, last year i was doing nine deals a week you can get off track so easily in business you, you can just keep moving that goal post that moving that goal post and success and chasing it more money like ego and i'm resetting now because what you just said there, I got into this. The reason why I got into land investing was to get out of the military so I can be there for my family and my wife and mm. just be that, that father, that Christian, that Christ follower. What this has done for me is it's allowed me to have my own schedule, to make my own schedule. Me and my son just got off of a three-mile run, and we swam in the pool right before this podcast. He got home from school today at 2 p.m. As soon as I get off this, we're I'm driving my other two children to gymnastics. So I never would have had that freedom in the military. And it's like, we can take that for granted. And it's called Parkinson's law. Business will fill the time we have. So we have to remember that. Okay. Why did I get back into this? It wasn't for the money or to get rich. That's so good, dude. That's so good, man. I, I am so encouraged and challenged by your story. I, I love that you went and figured this out. And so you're teaching this now as well, right? That's what land sharks is. Absolutely. We had the land sharks community where uh, we actually hold your hand and walk you through how to build businesses like this. It's just the most incredible thing. I do deals with my land sharks community. Some, some of these guys have even funded my deals. Um, it's just unbelievable uh, what this has grown into. That's and awesome. when you how big someone, how big is that community? I like the paid community. You know what we've I've been doing it two years now. I think we have about three hundred forty people that have come through, and it's forever. It's lifetime access. So as we record the course, that you get access to it. But um, it's just unbelievable. And when you start teaching something, you even get even better at it, and you get to hear the secrets all over the nation like what's working in different places. So I almost feel like a, a double agent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. Well, listen, where, so uh, tell folks where to go just so they hear it one more time. 
Yeah, head on over to thelandsharks.com if you're interested in hearing more about it. Um, you, you want me to hold your hand and teach you how to build a land investing and land investing business that you can build that financial fortress around you and your family as well. Thanks for having me, Ellis. Thelandsharks.com. That's right. And we're with wholesaling as well. We're with wholesaling ink just so no one gets confused with that. I heck I may, I may go check it out just as we think about, you know, a, a move in the future, man, of, you know, going, going and finding our own plot of land. That's just, uh, you, you kind of spurred a new idea for me, right? Why, why go to market when I can, I know how to go do this now. Right. So if I can go pick up a, a cheap plot of land myself, so really good stuff, Brent, really enjoyed this brother. And, uh, I'll let you go, man. So you can go take your kids to gymnastics and thanks for your time here today. Thanks, Ellis. God bless. Appreciate you. Yeah, brother. Guys, if you enjoyed this show as much as I did, do us a favor. This is free. We didn't charge anything for this show. All we ask is you go leave us a review. If you haven't already left a five-star review on Apple iTunes, just go down, scroll down the bottom, click write a review, leave us a written review. And if you have done that recently, screenshot this episode, put it on Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, tag myself or Brent, and uh, that would help us get this message out, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, Talk soon. See you next week. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to thekingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers. Cheers.